Welcome to Danny Houlihan's Irish Experience Podcast. Join Danny on a journey through the historical island of Ireland, its people and the wild Atlantic way, which is Ireland's last frontier. Experience the music and the culture that makes up the longest coastal driving route in the world. Now, please welcome your host, Danny Houlihan. Welcome to the Wild Atlantic Way and Danny Houlihan's Irish Experience Show. I hope you're all keeping well and safe. In this episode, I'll return once again to Ballyduff and look at a part of our shared history between Ballyduff and Ballybunion. I have covered Ratu and Derrico and Dyshirt in another episode, so when you get a chance, check it out. Indeed, not many people visiting Ballybunion may know that located on Santle Road in Ballybunion, there was a Protestant church. In fact, there were two, one of which is now the town library in Ballybunion, which is used by everyone and is well worth a visit. It has a unique past. Its beginnings originated, stone laid upon stone, near the famous Round Tower in Ballyduff, County Kerry, Ireland. As I travel out on my journey, I will cover many historical aspects of the countryside, and that includes our Protestant faith, who are part of our rich tapestry, which is our culture and heritage. No one will be left out, either Catholic or Protestant. Let's explore its rich history. On the 19th of September, in the year of 1877, a unique ceremony was performed in Ballyduff, North Kerry. Backdropped by the shadow of a high lofty round tower, representing an ancient race and religion. The tower, the famous Ratu Round Tower, sited on an old centre of religion and culture, stood proud over the landscape of North Kerry, breaking the Kerry skyline. The tower itself was under the custodianship of the late Wilson Gunn Esquire D.L., who and his family preserved the ancient ruin for posterity. Credit is due to Wilson Gunn for doing so. May he rest in peace. The event was a special one, the laying of a foundation stone for a new church for the Gunn family, only metres from the famous high lofty round tower of Ballyduff. I have consulted the Ordnance Survey map from the period and can identify the church sited in a field not far from the Round Tower and the graveyard in front of it with a paddock to the left surrounded with trees and a connecting path from the church back to the residence of the Gunn family, the Great House or Ratu House. The new church was designed at that time by J.F. Fuller, FSA Dublin who was the architect in charge of the plan for the new church. And the builders were from Tralee, were a Mr. Arthur Crosby, who, according to reports from the event, quote, by whom so many nice things have been done in this neighbourhood, unquote. It has also been related that J.F. Fuller designed the old Kilihenna church in Ballybunnan as well. The church was to be of a Gothic style when built, and in the future, the church will be one of the most unique in the county of Kerry. The materials used in its construction, we read in the papers of the time, 
were on-course masonry, Portland stone dressing in the buttresses, tracery and mullions. The new church was commissioned by the late Wilson Gunn and his wife Mrs Gunn of Ballyduff on their property. The Gunn family, a well-known family in the area of Ballyduff, paid for the construction, which according to reports of the time, quote, contract which does not include the tower and belfry, unquote. Officiating at the ceremony was the most reverend M. Ewan Lestole, who paid tribute to the workmanship, relating to all assembled that the building was similar in comparison to the building of Solomon's temple in Jerusalem, and that the names of the workers were noted in the holy scriptures of the time and blessed the undertaking. Missing from the proceedings on the day was the bishop, which all hoped he would be present in the future. The blessings were then given to all assembled. The stone was then duly laid by those present. The ceremony then finished with hymns sung to the Lord and final benediction. Then, on the 24th of October, 1879, as seen in the newspapers of the day, the Caribbean Post, dated October 25th, 1879, a description of the event was, quote, Nesting there in these trees, there were grouped in a little space a singular variety of objects of interest. The old ivy-covered round tower, with all this mysterious interest, as a monument of an unknown race and bygone age, the ruined church lying under the shadow of the tower, evidence of a fate once living and then dead, unquote. This refers to the old settlement of Vatu, its monks and its abbey, also the old Kuldees or Kelly days. I will look at the Kuldees or Kelly days in another episode. A large crowd of people gathered with the lofty round tower in full view. The new church was finished and stood proud over the Ballyduff landscape, which was ready for consecration. The description of the day and the environment was, quote, the woods still almost in full leaf, yet bright with all varying colours of autumn, unquote. The building, which is one of the prettiest structures of the kind in Kerry, unquote. From the reports of the event, quote, the Lord Bishop of the Diocese, assisted by the Dean of Ardfert and the Reverends Jane M. Ewan, William Raymond, W.D. Wade, Reed, and W.H. Smart, having been met at the principal door by Mr. Gunn, was presented with, by that gentleman, the deed of covenants or donation to the church, unquote. The ceremony commenced by the Lord Bishop entering the church and solemn service which was attended by a large crowd. In fact, the church was designed for only 60 of a congregation, but on that historic day held over a hundred congregation on that day to celebrate the service. A local choir was present, which was gathered from various townlands surrounding Ballyduff, sung hymns and chanted psalms, and Mrs. Stoughton of Ballyhorgan accompanied the choir on the harmonium. This went down well with the congregation and all who attended the ceremony. The bishop's speech on the day 
which is very important to students and historians. What the bishop said on the day to the congregation is interesting, as it gives us a glimpse of the region and its community after the great Irish Holocaust of 1846 and 47 in relation to the Anglican community, which is very important to our local history study. Quote, in alluding to the great trial through which the Irish Church has passed, unquote. Quote, in his starkest hour, he said, he was never without hope that the Church come forth in safety and go on increasing in numbers and life, unquote. The Church was then consecrated by the name of St. Augustine, reviving the name and connection with the ruin of the old church, which is nearby. The bishop ended the proceedings with a touching address to all assembled, reading from the Psalms. When one visits the famous Round Tower in Ballyduff, North Kerry, there is no sight of the small church. Why is this? In 1957, due to declining numbers in the Anglican faith in the area of Ballyduff, it was quoted at the time that the Protestant faith decided, instead of knocking the beautiful church, the responsible church body decided to move the church of St. Augustine from its location in Ballyduff, stone by stone, to Ballybunion. This mammoth task was completed by Boyle and Hartnett builders, one great feat by local contractors. The old Kilihina church was then to be demolished, which was part of the history of the area and the Ballybunion skyline for decades. The newspapers mentioned the planned demolition. Quote, Kerryman, 1957. This church is understood to be demolished. Its disappearance will mean that Ballybunnan will lose a familiar landmark, the clock tower of the old church, unquote. This unique Protestant church, I should mention, was located in an area just in front of the present Marine Hotel, which is now used as a car park. This church site, which at that time was close to a large open quarry near the Castle Green, now exhausted. Its stone was given, also, an ornate stained glass window was given and funded by local landlord Henry Benjamin Haring and the Protestant faith. Ten or so years after the Great Irish Holocaust of 1846 and 47, known as the Famine, this church was unique and had underground heating as well as the Augustine Church. Another feature of the old Kilihenna Church was an underground stone-lined tunnel which ran from the rectory a short distance to the church, which afforded the safe passage of the rector to the church. This unique church, featured in many old photographs of the town of Ballybunion, its castle and the Larty monorail in the late 1890s. When finally constructed on site in Ballybunion, the re-erected church of St. Augustine would be an exact replica of the one which stood for many years in front of the Round Tower in Ballyduff and was described at that time as a miniature cathedral. A plaque inside the church bore the inscription, To the glory of God, this church was erected in 1879 by my grandparents, Willem and Gertrude Gunn, in whose memory this tablet is placed, also in the memory of my parents, Captain Henry Allen Gunn, R.E., and Elizabeth Esther Gunn, Willem T. Gunn. Wilson Gunn and his wife were then exhumed in 1957 from the old church grounds in Ballyduff and as seen in the local newspapers of the time, Caravan dated 8th of the 6th, 1957, quote, they were reinterred inside the new church on Wednesday, 
The coffins were as perfect as when the burials took place over 50 years ago, unquote, and reinterred within the confines of the church. Today, the Ballybunnen Town Library. St. Augustine today is used thanks to the Protestant community as the Ballybunnen Library, a part of our past and indeed the past to Ballyduff. Indeed, one can say part of our future. The feat of moving a church stone by stone from Ballyduff and re-erecting it in Ballybunion was spoken of in the area for years and was a credit to our local contractors, Boyle and Hartnett, for doing so. In the newspapers of the time, this feat was described, quote, as an unusual building feat and unique effort, unquote. It has been a pleasure looking back at the history of this lovely church. It's just a taste. And the history of our Protestant faith in the area. And as a historian, I will be back again in another episode to St. Augustine. It's well worth a visit. I recommend it when you visit Ballybunion. A shared history of Ballyduff and Ballybunion. Slán, bye for now. Thanks for listening to our show. Through its people, its heritage and its rugged coastline, this is truly Danny Houlihan's Irish experience. Bye for now.